Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. And I am so thrilled you are listening to the 500th episode that I have recorded. I cannot believe that I've been doing this for 10 years. I mean, I can believe it, but it's, you know, when I first started this show, uh, I just really had a lot to say. I was very excited about educating people about health. And uh, I just honestly never envisioned it. I never, you know, really expected things to grow in the way that they did. You know, I had a, a twinkle in my eye and had a hope and I was hoping that people uh, would listen and, and you guys have. I've had so many of you have been listening to me from the beginning or tuned in later and listened to all the episodes. And, and really, it's just been such a gift. Uh, I really, really enjoy doing the show. I really enjoy uh, and very passionate about educating people and giving them correct information, giving them information they can really utilize and will really benefit from because you know I'm on this health journey too with you I'm I'm looking for answers I'm looking for simple effective cost effective a lot of things that I can do at home because I want to you know I was that patient as well I was going to people looking for answers and doctors and natural coaches and um you know naturopathic doctors and you name it chiropractors figuring trying to figure this out and uh for me I I I know so many of you are your own health advocate like you are advocating for your health you want to know how to take care of your health and a lot of that you do at home. You don't do uh, with a practitioner one-on-one -on -one always. So for, for me, I, I, I'm just like you. I want to find things that really, really work. And uh, and so, so I just want to tell you about what I'm learning here. So I appreciate you guys tuning in every week and a lot more to come, a lot more to come. So on to the show. So we're going to be talking about mold. We're going to be talking about uh, water damage buildings and its health consequences with Dr. Jessica Petros. And uh, she really is uh, very passionate about teaching people about mold and you know, some of the underlying genetic issues that make people more susceptible to mold. We're going to talk about, you know, the, the shocking statistics with how many water damage buildings there are. We're going to talk about um, why some people, you know, get sick from mold and other people are just fine because, you know, mold's really everywhere. You know, you have a damp environment, live a human environment. There's mold all over the place, but some people manage just fine and other people uh, really become uh, very chronically ill and incapacitated, unable to work, chronically fatigued. And we talk about why doctors aren't really looking for mold, why they're not testing for it, why they're not looking for a lot of underlying root cause of symptoms that can really can mimic other health issues. And we talk about how mold will overload the immune system, make it overreactive. People get autoimmune and food sensitivities and sensitivity to supplements. They just start reacting to everything and why mold does that to the immune system. And just a lot of other issues surrounding mold, how to test for it, how to treat it. Really, really good show. You got to tune in. So I know you guys listening to this show are concerned about your heavy metal toxicity, your body burden of toxins. So I created a really simple quiz you can take at heavymetalsquiz.com. Just takes a couple of minutes. You get your quiz results and you get a free series of videos that answer a lot of your frequently asked questions about detoxification. So go check that out real quick at heavymetalsquiz.com. 
Our guest, Dr. Jessica Petros, has a passion for uncovering the mystery behind the chronic illness, whether that be from stealth infections, heavy metals, stress, trauma, or other environmental toxicities. She's a visionary for the future of healthcare and left her position as a board-certified internal medicine hospitalist to pursue functional medicine in order to better serve her patients. And by getting to the real root cause answers for why the body might be malfunctioning. And her philosophy embraces that health encompasses the whole patient, mind, body, and spirit. And Dr. Jess has become one of the most sought after functional medicine leaders. And she's known for her ability to help identify the root causes of illness, most often traced back to hidden self-infections like Lyme and parasites and mold, Dr. Jess's area of expertise. And after graduating magna cum laude with a BA in biology and a minor in psychology and earning her medical degree from the University of Louisville, Dr. Jess worked as a hospitalist for six years before beginning to experience what many of her patients experienced, deep anxiety, hormonal imbalances, and mitochondrial dysfunction. And in the process of trying to heal herself, she sought answers to uncover the root cause of disease and something that she thought she had learned in medical school, but realized that she had not. So she began to investigate alternatives to today's modern medical industry that treats every ill with a pill. Dr. Jess left her position and became trained in Gerson therapy, functional medicine, nutrigenomics, and ozone therapy, and quickly uncovered that 90% of disease is the result of lifestyle, diet, and environment. And the body has all the answers to heal and recover from chronic disease. She's also gained notoriety for her kill bind sweat method, a, a time method of using herbs, binders, and sweating to eradicate stealth infections and invaders from the body. And Dr. Jess recently launched her Wellness Plus subscription app where she's helping thousands of people learn to heal themselves. So you can learn more about Dr. Petros and her wellness app at app.drjess.com. So Dr. Petras, thanks so much for joining the show. Thanks so much for having me here. Yes. You know, I'm just, I'm honored to have you on my 500th episode and I'm just uh, so thrilled that uh, I've been doing this pretty much for 10 years. I've been in the podcast for 10 years. I just, I can't believe that. <laughs> wow. That's, that is epic actually. 10 years. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, uh, your your specialty and, and why you like talking about detox? Absolutely. So I started out as a board certified hospitalist in, ter- in, in, in internal medicine, and I did that job for nearly seven years. And I then got into really food as medicine and um, how we have more control of our health if we understand detox and how the body's uh, detox and drainage pathways work. And at that point, I really had a dichotomy on my hands because the things I was seeing in the hospital really weren't aligned with what I was feeling true health was for these chronically ill patients. You know, I couldn't really stay and work at a job that I didn't agree with. I did. I started not to agree with discharging patients on 30 or 40 medications, the different Coke and Pepsi contracts in the hospital and the things that we fed um, this, these critically ill patients from the food pyramid. So at that point, I decided to venture out on my own. And I uh, started to ask why until I can ask why for my patients anymore. And what I, the, the bottom root cause of a lot of patients' illnesses, from what I could tell, was were industrial man-made toxicities, heavy metals, uh, and different pathogens. And then, of course, trauma and stress that can be continued on throughout our lives. 
And um, so that really led me to mold, water damaged buildings, Lyme disease, you know, and lots of different mystery illness uh, and symptoms that people complain about yet don't have answers for. Yeah. And there's just so many things that aren't being addressed by conventional medicine. There's, you know, I think doctors are very well-intentioned. There's not a lot of time and there's so many things I think a lot of conventional doctors are very unhappy about, but feel kind of stuck or have their hands tied, you know, and I, I sympathize uh, with that and in respect practitioners that go off on their own and, you know, want something more. Uh, want to do more for their patients. So let's talk about mold. This is a, a big issue. It makes a lot of people sick. The doctors aren't finding this. They're not looking for it, not addressing it. Um, what, what's going on there? So why are, why is this being missed and, and why is it so common? It's a great question. I, I think it's being missed just because we weren't really taught a whole bunch about it in school. I don't know about you, but if I remember back to my education, which seems like a long time ago now, not to call it my age or anything, um, we maybe talked about aspergillus, right? Something like black mold. And when someone had it, it was in the bloodstream and it was really detrimental, like life or death situation for a lot of people, right? Um, and we didn't, I wasn't taught about a gradient with this or the it was common by any means. So, you know, I was taught mold could cause maybe a runny nose, some allergies, things like that for people, but not any sort of chronic illness or other sort of autoimmune label, which I now know can be true. So it's really common as well. Um, the statistic that really sticks out in my head all the time is that 80% of homes have had previous water damage and about 43 to 50% have current water damage. And that you know, people don't quite understand that mold can make them critically ill, especially depending on their on their genes. And so it's, it really slides, slips through the cracks um, and is missed by the per, the person it's it's affecting and their practitioner. And it, yeah, it's just it's shocking how many buildings are water damaged or and or have mold or that leaky sink and people just aren't aren't putting two and two together because you don't just walk into a home and it just automatically smells moldy. There's no kind of signal. I mean, certainly the house smells moldy. There's probably mold, but there's a lot of molds that, that don't smell at all. There's no really like warning sign. There's no black mold in the, the whole wall. It's just, it goes undetected. Exactly. You know, people don't, you think, you know, I've seen a lot, actually, people can kind of get upset or offended when you say, hey, I think your household has water damage or mold because they have this beautiful, you know, either renovated or newer home. And it's like, you know, the, the, the prize and you're telling them their, their home of safety has something wrong with it. So it's definitely not something you guys would walk in and see on the walls, or it, it doesn't have to be some kind of decrepit shanty to have, to have water damage. That's such a good point too. It doesn't have to be a shanty town. It doesn't have to be a shack. <laughs> to right. have mold. And, and, but it can be really expensive to remediate too. And that's the last thing on the planet that you want to hear that you need to oh. do mold remediation because it's, it's so expensive and, you know, and it just, it's hard. I think it's hard to clear all that out if, depending on the, you know, the extent of the damage. It's my least favorite thing to tell patients and their families actually that I suspect that um, because if really, I actually look forward to people saying they might move because remediation is really hit or miss depending on, you know, how, how much does the person remediating understand the detriments of mold to our health? It's really, it runs the gamut of everything. 
And so what are some of the, the health conditions that are linked to mold illness? Because I'm sure a lot of these symptoms of mold illness mimic other illnesses or people or get misdiagnosed or it's, it's just, they're very like subclinical symptoms like brain fog and things that just aren't really, um, the doctors aren't really maybe, they're like misdiagnosing easy. Absolutely. Um, and that's what I, this is one of my favorite questions, just because I think that we have a lot of labels nowadays that maybe don't exactly tell us the root cause of things and water damaged buildings and more, more than just mold, gram negative bacteria can be in water damaged buildings too. And all these are linked to certain hormonal or neurotransmitter abnormalities, which over the long term can turn into certain labels. So just to start out, you touched on things like brain fog, stuff like that, some of the more vague symptoms. There's also, we know, sleep disturbances because of disrupted melatonin, um, gut inflammation, or CFO, small intestinal fungal overgrowth. There's the compromised hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis that can happen. There's disrupted vitamin D metabolism. Uh, different hormonal imbalances like high estrogen, depending on what mold species we have or low testosterone. And then we have Dr. Shoemaker's studies, which are great about the different neuroquant scans that can show caudate atrophy, swelling and enlargement of the forebrain and cortical gray matter, um, and then dysfunction and even cellular metabolism, which I'm not sure on the neuroquant, but separately, um, dysfunction in the cellular metabolism and mitochondrial function. So we can see a lot of this to start out with. The labels later on, there's a lot of autoimmune diseases that are linked to mold or chronic inflammatory response syndrome, things like sarcoidosis, um, Hashimoto's and Graves' disease. Graves' disease actually has the same susceptible genetic haplotype, which is HLA-DR. Um, multiple chemical sensitivity or mast cell activation syndrome are often linked as well. POTS or postural orthostatic tachycardic syndrome. Uh, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, and even lupus. And lupus also has been linked, if I'm sure you know, to Lyme disease as well. Yeah. I mean, that's just a huge list uh, of potential symptoms and, and health issues. And certainly when you have mold, you have this, you know, your immune system is in full, full, you know, fight mode, and I'm sure it can become exhausted and you're more susceptible to other immune related issues and autoimmune because your immune system just goes yes. on overdrive trying to deal with this mold and the mold mycotoxins, the mold poop, you know, if you will, and just creates this overreactivity and then you're sensitive to foods and the supplements. And then you, you know, it can just create this, you know, total metabolic chaos and overreactivity. That's just, it's very, very difficult to live with. Absolutely. It's like one of the, the immune systems signaling there's a problem. One side could see it, the other one can't. So like you said, it's like a complete, you know, tip top imbalance. Um, and I often say that mold is the OG of cytokine storms. So, you know, if the cytokines um, or interleukins that, you know, are chemical messengers or signalers that tell, hey, we need to ramp up the inflammation because there's a, there's a foreign intruder, there's a problem. If they are off kilter, our entire immune system is going to have problems dealing with any sort of outside threat, right? In addition, like your mitochondria as well, you get that mast cell activation syndrome or you get the, um, the, the cell danger response where your mitochondria just shut down energy in response to this foreign invader and you get chronic fatigue and, and then that, then you're, you're just done. I mean, you, you can't function at that point. No, I mean, honestly, 
you guys, I don't know this, hopefully this isn't a terror for everyone from biology 101 or chem, biochemistry 101, but you know, you're, you have to have energy to make energy, you know, you have ATP to make lots of ATP. And if you don't even have that, then you're going to shuffle over to, you know, peruvic and lactic acid and just ha- start having pain and just exhaustion. Right. So it's, you definitely don't want to get into that tip over problem with cellular health. Yeah. And and I think that's one of those things. If you have chronic long-term illness or chronic fatigue and no one can figure out what's wrong with you, maybe do some mold testing, see if maybe that's, that's a factor. So what is the deal with, you know, some people react to mold and have problems with it going to chronic fatigue and, you know, pain and chronic complex illness while other people uh, are okay. So what is going on there? Because mold is everywhere. I live in a human environment. There's mold everywhere. And um, what what's the difference there? Why, why do some people get sick from it and other people don't so much? Well, first of all, thank you for saying that mold is everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, so I think the question really is what has changed in our environment to make us react to, to mold? or to make mold flourish more than it used to. And it's really the way we're building homes, the toxic ingredients we're using, the airtight, energy-efficient homes where things don't flow um, like nature intended, flow through. And you know, on top of that, not only do we have a bunch of toxic adhesives and paint and everything else thrown about the house, we have some really sensitive individuals. About 25% of the population has a genetic haplotype known as HLA-DR. And there are different variants of HLA-DR, um, but it's it's kind of known as the canary in the coal mine haplotype. And these people don't just suffer from SIRS or water damaged buildings. They really have trouble with Lyme disease too, and even some other neurodegenerative conditions. And so these are the people in evolutionary times back in the day would say, hey, there's something wrong with that creek water over there. Don't drink that warrior genotype because you're not going to feel it, but it's still going to be bad for you. So they were the ones that still helped us in the community. And now we live in such a toxic mess. It's really hard uh, for these people to to feel well on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And so many people sick with, with mold illness and just floundering around from doctor to doctor and not not able to figure out what's going on with them. And so, and so when you do finally figure out you have mold um, or like, what does that testing look like? So how do you find out if you uh, have, you know, mold toxicity? Absolutely. There's a, there's a number of ways to test and um, I'll give you the the options here. Um, And then I'll tell you, hopefully the risks, the benefits, pros and cons to each of them. So, you know, Dr. Shoemaker was, who's a pioneer in the field of water damage buildings and mold. I think he's into actinomycetes, a grand positive bacteria these days, but he really set the, the tone for what labs to check in the blood. And some of these labs are really helpful. They're usually, um, you know, interleukins or things like C4A, MMP9, MSH. Uh, there's a number of different immune or biomarkers that we can look at to see if mold is causing an immune disruption in the body or an imbalance in the body. The kind of con to some of these labs is they can add up pretty quickly. And a lot of times insurance doesn't understand why we're checking these. It doesn't even really have mold as an ICD-10 code for people. So it's you're not going to be able to get a lot of this covered, unfortunately. And so those are kind of pricey, but they are helpful. There's another lab that you guys can look into, which is a urine test. And this is to test your body, not your home, both of these. 
And the urine test is a drop ship kit to your house. It's pretty convenient. You can take it whenever you wish. There's a couple things you don't want to eat or take as far as supplement go, supplements go before you take the test as it will skew the results. However, it's, it's really helpful because this test shows you the byproducts of the mycotoxins that are coming out of the body. Now, the con about this test, it's relatively affordable speaking. It's about $300, but um, the problem is if you you have blocked drainage pathways. So let's say you're not releasing things from your body very well. You only probably have one bowel movement every other day. You don't sweat in a sauna. The liver is struggling. You may not release those mycotoxins um, into the urine like we want. So your test could look better than it actually is. So that's the con about that test. There's also another test called My Mycolabs that looks at the immune response um, that or antibodies that are produced from certain mycotoxins. The con to that test is you don't actually know what species you're dealing with. You just know the body's reaction to it. So those are the different um, examples for you guys. I honestly think the urine test is probably the most accessible and affordable for most people. And, and then once you figure out what molds you have, or if you have mold, what are some of the, uh, the ways that you go about addressing that? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I really like to be thorough. Maybe I'm too conservative, but I like to check and make sure that the the molds that are the, you know, whatever we find in the person's body is also congruent with what's in their current place. You know, I like to see if the species match up just because, you know, sometimes people can have mold in their body from previous homes. And I definitely don't want them completely freaking out and worried, anxious about their current place. So I like to match that up. And I usually match it up with an ERMI test, an environmental relative moldy index test. And this was developed by the Environmental Protection Agency. It's not used by them, but it was developed by them. And my favorite ones are by Real-Time Labs or... Um, there's a, there's a couple I really like. I also like EnviroBiomix. And that test is really thorough. It looks for gram-negative, gram-positive, bacteria, and mold. So you're kind of running everything that could possibly wrong, be wrong in a water-damaged home and then seeing if any of those are the problem. Because trust me, bacteria can also cause that brain fog and symptoms that people might have as well. And then once I find that, it, we begin the the, the I guess, prepping the body and preparing it for the detox they're going to need. And so, yeah, so walk us through that. So walk us through that, that mold detox and, and, and what that entails. Absolutely. So this can be a real journey for people, as I mentioned, depending on their genes, how long they've been in the environment that's a problem, what other frenemies in the toxin bucket they may have going on. It all plays a role in how quickly they may get better or how much they remain sick. And so the, my first and foremost, I have to stress to people how important avoidance is. It's so hard for me to get people better if they're still around the moldy house. And so, um, especially if your genes are HLA-DR, I, I really want them out of the place before I even start to prep them for a detox because a lot of times their body will not behave. It's just really strong for them. If you don't have HLA-DR, sometimes I can still prep you within the house, but it's difficult still yet. So avoidance is key here, guys. Next, I really want to open the amunctories or the detox or drainage pathways for people. It's just, it's just nicer for them. And they seem to be more compliant and like me better if I prep their body beforehand. So how do we do this? That means, you know, I mentioned a little bit earlier, I really want people having bowel movements, you know, one to one is the worst they can do a day. 
three is the is you know great as long as they're well formed stools and they're not too loose, um, which indicates inflammation. I really want people sleeping restoratively every night. I really want people to be able to sweat within ten minutes in a sauna if I put them in there. I really want people's liver going you know being able to tolerate things and then to be able to fast or maybe drink some coffee without having horrible reactions to that. I really want people's lymphatic systems open and moving and then well hydrated. When all of these are maybe not perfect, but improved, we can start to say, okay, you can probably handle some binders. You can probably handle some sweating. You could probably handle some herbals um, that really help with some other co-infections that may be going on likely like candida and things like this. And so um, that's really how I start to prep people's body. If people are really sick, they may need prescriptions, things like VIP spray, things like cholestyramine as a binder. And I usually don't take every patient there unless they're deathly ill. Now, why is it? I've heard of the cholestyramine. Now that can be really um, helpful. People spray that in their homes too, don't they? Or there's like a form of it they can spray. Like in the, I sprayed it like something like that underneath my basement to try to kill all the mold in my old house that was just a, was a shanty house in LA that yeah. <laughs> was definitely full of mold and EMF <laughs> and it was a mess and I ran screaming from that. Uh. Um, but, but you can, there's, I, I sprayed that in, in my home. So you can do that as well, can't you? Yes, yes. I believe there is a form that can do that. I, I don't use cholestyramine for everyone because it can be really rough on certain people. Not everyone to- tolerates it properly. The other name is Walcol, the brand name of it. But there are certain people who it's going to bind up their nutrition and you have to take it pretty frequently, three or four times per day. And there are other people who it causes severe constipation in, um, severe gastrointestinal distress in some people. Um, and I really am careful about binding up micronutrients, especially when people need them during this time. So sometimes I'll try a more natural binder if I think that they can do better with that. Perfect. Yeah. And then also, I mean, have you uh, heard of any therapies like Rife or, you know, electronic therapies or or energetic therapies that can go in and scan for molds and, and target them as well? So yes, I love a lot of the energy medicines. I use them quite a bit myself. I actually have an amp coil at my house. I have some of the necklaces that you've provided before that provide energy um, and rebalance the body's energetics. Um, So I love that kind of stuff, actually. PEMF, Beamer Max, Rife machines, all this can be really helpful because what I find with so many of these people is they have other pathogens on board that need to be addressed, A, And B, their nervous system is oftentimes the culprit that doesn't let them heal fully because they've been so pained for so long in flight or fight at war with their body that they don't even realize it's insidious. They don't even realize they're imbalanced that way. And the nervous system has to be in rest and digest to heal. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. There's a lot of people that have been sick for a long time in pain, their lives ruined financially, and they're just so stressed. But yeah, lots of, you know, lots of different ways to address that as well. Podcasts on stress reduction. Um, Yeah. And so why don't you tell us about, uh, you know, how someone can go about working with you, where they can find you and uh, what your website is. 
for sure. So, you know, there's, there's kind of a hierarchy to getting to know me or work with me. Um, so I'll start at the bottom. So, you know, there's a lot of podcasts I'm on. There's a lot of free information on my website, drjessmd.com. We write blogs quite often on there and they're pretty um, lengthy and full of information for you guys. I'm also really active on social media. So I like to educate and give a lot of information on there too, because I do understand how privileged some of this medicine has become. Um, and then lastly, I also have a membership um, with different tiers to it. Uh, my goal is to teach people how to understand their bodies and become their own best champion and doctor when it comes to their health and what they ask their practitioners and how knowledgeable they are. And really, I have a community forum where you can ask me and two other docs questions. We have courses, protocols. You can order the mold tests we talked about there for your home and your body. And there's a vetted practitioner directory. So although I don't do one-on-ones anymore, I do still broadcast my message and mission from that, that platform. Right. And that's great. You have a membership to educate people because it's true. That's why I do this podcast. I mean, you know, you're going to be your best advocate and, you know, a lot of people you go to, they, they can help you diagnose things and help you recommend certain treatments and things like that, but they, they can't do everything. You know, they can't, you know, lead, you know, do the healthy lifestyle and, you know, set up your spooky to rife and address your health issues that way. You know, there's a lot of stuff you have to do on your own, but that's great. You help to, to guide people in your, your membership group. Uh, well, For Dr. Sure. Jess, yeah. And you also, you spoke on my heavy docu-series as well. And uh, thank you so much for participating in that. And yeah, you know, I have a, a, a docu series coming up in uh, late 2023, and you'll get you'll I'll let you know exactly when it's coming out as well. And it's called Heavy, and I interviewed 80 speakers from around the world, experts in heavy metal and chemical uh, uh, toxification and detoxification, and and how these toxins are affecting our weight, how they're affecting our blood sugar control promoting diabetes and promoting hormone issues, brain health issues. So it's really a wealth of education and solutions and a message of hope as well. I know a lot of people are struggling out there with their bodies and I really want to educate people on what are these underlying root causes that are causing us to have these symptoms and struggling with our weight and, and other health issues. So uh, Dr. Jess, thanks so much for coming on the, the docu-series and yeah. also, yes. And thank you so much also for, for coming on the Meyer She Talks podcast. I'm honored to do both. I'm really excited for the docu series. You guys get on that, and I, you know, let me know. I'm happy to um, promote. I'm, ha- I'm honored to be on both. Yes, yeah. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Jess, for coming on the show, and everyone. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. Thanks so much for every week for listening. And again, this is the 500th episode, and I'm absolutely thrilled broadcasting live from my bedroom. <laughs> Here in, uh, here in Playa del Carmen. I just don't have a better uh, setup right now. I'm in a temporary uh, rental. Um, but again, thanks for sticking with me uh, and you know listening to, to so many of my episodes. I know so many of you listening has, have listened to all of the shows. And wow. so thanks for your loyalty and sticking with me at the last uh, 500 shows and many more to come. I've got a lot to say, a lot more topics I want to cover, a lot old, you know, I beat a dead horse also, a lot of old issues that I want to keep keep, keep harping about, you know, about the need to detox. Uh, so thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. 
This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.